We're going to continue our study from the scripture, Do You Want to Really Live? And we looked at and saw that 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 12, is actually a quotation from the book of Psalms, chapter 34. Peter uh, quotes this, but I started one verse before where Peter started his quotation, because in it, the psalmist tells us exactly what he was teaching about in that, you know, in the following verses. And I, I, I think that it's very important that we do that. Uh, you have to understand that Peter was speaking to Jewish people and to those of a Jewish background that had come into the fellowship of the saints and had made Jesus Lord of their lives. And these people were well versed in the scripture and he didn't have to quote whole scriptures. He sometimes just quoted pieces of scripture and the whole reference would come to their mind. We don't, we don't have that happen to us because necessarily, unless you've been, you've been taught in the scripture for years and years and years and you've been a student of the Bible and that's the way it was with them. They were taught since they were very young to memorize the Bible. I mean, by the time they were five years old, they were, they were memorizing scripture. It was very interesting how they did this, and memory was was very highly developed because of this during this time. And Peter wouldn't have to quote the whole scripture for them to know exactly what Peter was talking about. But that's not our case necessarily. So I went back and looked at Psalms 34, and I'm quoting from the New English Translation. Come children, listen to me. And I will teach you what it means to fear the Lord. Do you want to really live? Uh, Would you love to live a long, happy life? Then make sure you don't speak evil words or use deceptive speech. Turn away from evil and do what is right. Strive for peace and promote it. The Lord pays attention to the godly and hears their cry for help. But the Lord opposes evildoers and wipes out all memory of them from the earth. And like I said, you know, he doesn't start with this verse 11, but I do because (laughs) David here actually tells us what he's teaching about. He says, I will teach you what it means to fear the Lord. And then he asks the question, do you really want to live or do you want to really live? And of course, the answer is yes. Would you love to live a long, happy life? And the answer is yes. And then he begins to give us these list of things. And these are instructions. And I told you that the fear of the Lord, the primary meaning of the fear of the Lord is to reverence, honor, and respect the Lord. That's what it means. David is answering here the how to fear the Lord. How do you show reverence and honor and respect for God? Well, first of all, as I told you, don't speak evil words or use deceitful speech. The psalmist since he's referring to honoring God, uh, then, as I told you, the reference to evil speech is first not to say evil things about God. Don't accuse God of injustice or wrongdoing. And we looked at that, and we talked about even some about Job and his situation, and that the fact that he got off into speaking and accusing God and actually thinking he was more righteous than God, and he got off into pride and arrogance and And uh, this young preacher in Job chapter 32 through 37 came and just rebuked Job for for all of that stuff. Because those things aren't right. And then we also talked about 
that this don't speak evil words or use deceitful speech is not to speak evil of a brother or sister in the Lord and refuse to accuse them in falsehood. And this is very important. Now, today, we're going to begin with the next one. And now, if you didn't get that, okay, please go back and listen to the previous podcast. Because in it, I, I, I deal with this. So what's the next thing that the, that the psalmist says here? Besides, uh, make sure that you don't speak evil words or use deceitful, de- deceptive speech. Turn away from evil. Huh. What does that mean? First of all, it means that you refuse and reject all that God calls evil. What does God call evil? Well, everything. God forbids in his holy moral commandments we're to resist doing those things. Now, for example, we should reject idolatry and adultery and covetousness and theft and murder and fornication and so on because all these things God rejects and God forbids in his word. And we have uh, uh, commandments that uh, thou shalt not in the Bible. If we keep those commandments of thou shalt not whatever it is that we shall not do, then we turn away from evil because all the things that God forbids, he forbids them because they're evil. You know, like, for example, we have them in the Ten Commandments, but if you really want to get a, I guess, like an exposition of a lot of the commandments, read Leviticus chapter, uh, I believe it's chapter 18, 19, and 20, and you'll get a, a pretty good idea of what it's talking about. Uh, and of course there's other things and I've, I've referred to these things often in these podcasts because it's something that's being rejected in some Christian circles. They, they, they reject the moral commandments of God thinking that that's grace, but it's not. Uh, the moral commandments of God are our obedience to God and we should be keeping them. We should be walking in them. And there's a lot of scriptures that talk about this. It's not just have faith in Jesus, people. It's have faith in Jesus and keep the commandments of God. Do you remember that scripture? You may not, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you in the book of uh, Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Let's read it. Here is the patience or we should say the consistency or the perseverance or the steadfastness. Now that's steadfastness and perseverance are what are the two words that the New King James Version identifies as signifying patience right in their, in their center column reference. So here is the steadfastness of the saints. Here is the perseverance of the saints. Now notice he's talking about the saints, those that are separated unto God and live holy lives. That's what the word saints means. Here it is. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, don't separate them. Don't say, oh, I have faith in Jesus and I don't need the commandments. If you do that, you're a liar. And not only that, you're, you, you've got a perversion of the gospel instead of the real gospel. Uh, you've stepped out of steadfastness and perseverance of the saints if all you got and you say is, oh, I just have faith in Jesus. Well, first of all, the word faith doesn't just mean believe. The word faith means also to be faithful to him and to be loyal to him and to honor and respect him and his word. That's what that word faith means. But here it, 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 it breaks it down. Those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So never separate them, both those things. And I'll remind you this other scripture in the book of uh, 1 John chapter 2. 
and verse 3, it says that, uh, now, this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments, he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Now, see, I didn't say that. The Apostle John said that in 1 John chapter 2. Amen. So, what does it mean to refuse? Uh, or to turn away from evil, it means to refuse and reject all that God calls evil. What does God call evil? Everything that God forbids in his holy moral commandments. Everything that he forbids, that's evil. And again, for example, we should reject idolatry, adultery, covetousness, theft, murder, fornication, homosexuality, incest, and so on and so forth. All those things are evil. Then the next thing he says is, do good. Did you see that? Do good. So what is doing good? Does it mean that you just do good deeds? Well, in one way of speaking, but this means that we are to do what God commands us to do. That's doing good, what he calls good. Let me give you a couple for example. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that's a commandment to do good. Here's another one. Honor your father and mother. That's a commandment to do good. And there's a whole lot more of to-do verses. Well, find them and do them. Bless God. That's what we're talking about. That should be pretty self-evident. I mean, if you do a study in the scripture of what's evil and what's good, I think that you'll find that what I'm telling you is easily sustainable through the word. Now, the next thing he says is strive for peace. Look at it. Strive for peace and pursue it. And this refers to striving and pursuing to live in a covenant relationship with God. Now, that's first of all. This word peace, shalom in Hebrew, is a covenant term. And shalom is completeness and fullness that's found only in the Father and in the Lord Jesus. Striving for peace and pursuing it refers to daily pursuing or abiding in Christ in a relationship that fellowships with the Lord. Amen. So, let me just say this to you. We pursue, we strive to live in a covenant relationship with God, but we also uh, pursue abiding in Christ in a relationship that has fellowship with the Lord. Did you get that? We maintain peace in our relationships with brothers and sisters in the Lord. And if, and it's a big if, (laughs) if possible, we maintain peace even with unbelievers. Now, Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18. Peace means staying out of strife. It means walking in love, maintaining the unity of the Spirit, being hospitable and generous and more. But folks, that's not always possible with demon-inspired people that come to steal, kill, and destroy. In that case, we don't have to lie down and quit, but we can resist, fight, and overcome, just like King David did. And you know, he was a man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14 says, there are times where we have to take a stand. Uh, We don't just lay down and let everybody just run over us. Now, I know that there's times where people are overwhelmed, Christian people, And uh, they don't take up arms, they don't defend themselves, and they go the route of martyrdom. That's fine if people want to do that, 
But you don't necessarily have to do that. There's something called fleeing. <laughs> if you come to a place where uh, there's no way you're going to get out alive, if you stay there, then I suggest you pack up your bags and go. And sometimes fleeing is the right thing to do. I mean, you see that in the book of Acts. Uh, Paul, the apostle, did that a number of times. When he found out that there was a conspiracy to murder him, uh, he fled and he got out. Uh, so he could preach another day and talk about Jesus some more. But uh, uh, sometimes it's not possible. And in those cases, well, there's, there, you know, some people do suffer martyrdom. But I'm telling you, when you have the opportunity and you have the means and you've got the way and you've got the arms, uh, arm yourself to the teeth if you have to and, and fight to live another day. Why am I saying that? Well, I'm not a pacifist, never have been, never will be, because I find too many scriptures in the Bible and too many people that, that walked strongly and powerfully with God, like David, King David. Let me tell you something. David was no pushover. David was no wimp. Now, he was a man of peace, but when needed to be, he was also a man of war. And he knew how to take up arms and defend himself and go to war and win. I'm pointing this out to you folks because there's a movement in Christianity where people think that we should always just, you know, uh, go the route of being pacifists. The Bible doesn't teach that. Never has, never will. And people are wrong when they teach that. Now, it does teach about not taking vengeance into your own hands. But that's a whole different thing than defending yourself when people are coming at you and trying to take your life like is happening over in, in Syria and Iraq at this time in Thien. And so many Christians have been slaughtered. And uh, we should be praying for them, praying for their protection and their help in Jesus' name. Oh, it's a terrible thing. But anyway, all right, <clears throat> let's move on from there. So I'm going to say to you again, uh, striving and pursuing to maintain shalom in our relationships with brothers and sisters in the Lord is very important and impossible with unbelievers. And this means that we stay out of strife, we walk in love, we maintain the unity of the Spirit, we're hospitable, and a whole lot more. Amen. Now then it goes on to say, and we're going to finish up with this, the Lord pays attention to the godly and hears their cry for help. He hears their prayers. And the godly are the righteous but the Lord opposes evildoers and wipes out all memory of them from the earth. Now, don't be worried about all these people that want to wipe you out <laughs> from the earth. Because the Lord opposes. He is opposed to evildoers. He will wipe out all memory of them from the earth. The time's coming. There is coming a new creation where righteousness will dwell on this earth and the heavens and the earth that we know now are going to melt away with fervent heat you know it's interesting people talk about global warming well if you're a christian you don't believe necessarily in global warming you believe in global melting it's going to all melt down and god's going to create a new heaven and a new earth but that's another subject evil doers are the opposite of the righteous or the godly the godly live in what these verses describe. Evildoers live in rebellion to these instructions given by David about those that honor and respect God. Evildoers are not only people like Hitler and Osama bin Laden. <laughs> uh, Evildoers are the rebellious, the disobedient, and those that reject God's holy moral guidelines. 
They have no relationship with him. They're always looking for a fight. And they speak deceitfully or evil of God and others. Those are evildoers. And folks, that includes a whole lot of people not considered evil by the world or by untaught Christians. Well, many of these themes that I discuss in these podcasts are found in a whole lot more detail in my book, A Call to Return, Restoring the Roots of Our Relationship with Jesus. Now go to my website for more information on how to get your copy today. It's available as an ebook, a printed uh, soft cover or hardcover book, and uh, there's a whole lot of booksellers that have it. And uh, it's available through Barnes & Noble, through Amazon, through Christian Book. Everybody that's out there that's, that's actually selling books, you can find it through them. Amen. Go to your favorite bookstore. And if they don't have it on hand, order it. Make them get it. Bring it in. Glory to God. Get a copy f- uh, from your favorite Christian bookstore or otherwise. Be blessed. And we'll come back with some more teaching from God's Word in Jesus' name.